0: Welcome back in. Greg Matzik with you on ESPN Milwaukee. A little over 24 hours to go until Major League Baseball's trade deadline, and the Brewers have executed a deal, or are in the process of executing. Josh Hader being sent to the San Diego Padres. The return appears to be significant. Left-handed closer Taylor Rogers comes back to Milwaukee. 29 saves this season. Lefty pitching prospect Robert Gasser Currently number seven on the Padres' prospect list. Outfielder is Thierry Ruiz, who has broken through the minor leagues at the age of 23 and gotten his feet wet with the Padres' brilliant season at the minor league level before joining the pods. And right-handed pitcher, Denelson Lamette. not having a great season numbers-wise, however, has had success in previous years. Who are these guys? And are they worth Josh Hader? John Schaefer an afternoon host in San Diego for Extra 1360. John, thanks for taking out the time of what has become a rather busy day. Uh, I'd like to go through the prospects here. Uh, specifically, Robert Gasser, Asturi Ruiz, you're fluent all things Padres. What's the timeline for their arrival at the Major League level? I know Asturi Ruiz has already broken in. And just how are these players viewed in the Padres organization?
1: I appreciate you having me and uh, yeah, I think they're getting some players that absolutely have some upside uh, that could help at the big league level, some in the short term and maybe some in the more medium term, but a guy like uh, Estuary Ruiz really broke, broke out this year. I mean, you saw his numbers, you, you kind of mentioned them in the lead up there. I mean, he was having a brilliant minor league season, maybe as well as anyone in the upper level of the minor leagues hitting and hitting for power. And he can really run. I mean, he's got 80, you know, on the scout scale of 20 to 80, he's an 80 speed. He's an 80 runner. Uh, he can change a game with his speed. He's a good defender in center field, and he can get on base. In, in regards to Robert Gasser, I mean, he's still far way off. He's only in advanced day, and he's had a, a good amount of success this year in Fort Wayne at the advanced day level. Um, he's a hard-throwing pitcher. That was taken in the second round just a couple of years ago, actually last year back in 2021. Um, They absolutely like him. You hear his name in the system a lot. He's considered a top-ten prospect. But hard thrower from the left side, throws a slider, a curveball, a changeup as well. So I think Robert Gasser, a lot of people see potentially as a starter in the big leagues. Um, and I think that's where Ruiz is, is a guy that has a chance to be an everyday outfielder if everything comes together as well.
0: Well, in Taylor Rogers, we're certainly familiar with him, right? He's among the league leaders in saves. He is the league leader in games finished. So, from a closer to closer standpoint, Josh Hader is one of the most dominant closers in Brewers history and, and maybe go down in major league history. How does Rogers fit into the back end of the Brewers bullpen? I assume it's an eighth or ninth inning gig for him, but his season has it been pretty consistent? I know what the numbers say, but you've watched him every game.
1: Yeah, it hasn't been consistent. His first two months, he was among the best pitchers in baseball coming out of uh, coming on in relief or pitching, you know, as a closer. But his last two months, he hasn't been near as effective. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but he's got something like an eight ERA in his last 22 games so he's been a little bit lost out there i think a change of organization could do him well he just literally lost his closer role within the last 48 hours Uh, the padres using a different closer yesterday to win a series against the minnesota twins their eighth inning guy luis garcia so the padres have been sorely looking for a lockdown ninth inning closer because taylor rogers just has not been that pitcher for them over the last two months and uh, I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, if you listen to Rogers or the pitching coach Ruben Diabla, it doesn't sound like it's anything major. It didn't sound like they wanted to tweak with anything that he was throwing. But he couldn't consistently throw his slider for strikes a lot when he got a head in count. And when he loses his slider or his feel for his slider, he's basically primarily fastball. Um, so he's been hittable at times. And he's also been really good at times. Um, he had just lost his closer job at the Padres, so I'd be somewhat surprised if the Brewers in this pennant race plug him immediately into the ninth inning. But I do think when everything's going well, he's a late-inning guy um, that is capable of having success. He's closed a lot of games for Minnesota and San Diego the last couple of years, so I think they just need to get him right.
0: You know, it's interesting. I don't think the Brewers make this move if Devin Williams isn't just absolutely on fire over the last several outings. He's uh, upwards of 30 now consecutive scoreless innings. He fits into the back of the Brewers' bullpen. We had wondered, as Hader was struggling, John, if Craig Council needed to make a move and, and just maybe for a short period of time get Williams in that ninth inning role, maybe move Hader. You mentioned Taylor Rogers struggles. I don't know if this deal gets done if Hader doesn't have a 12.54 ERA in the month of July.
1: Well, it's an interesting point. I think if you're AJ Preller, the Padres GM, you're betting on, you know, career numbers and you're betting on what Brewers fans have seen for the better part of the last four or five years. I mean, I don't know if there's ever been a pitcher in baseball history with a lower whip with as many innings as he's thrown. He's got a .882 career whip. I think if you take out, as you guys know, I mean, you had a couple of blow-ups, including that one game in San Francisco, which is a disaster. He allowed six runs in a third of an inning, including that walk-off grand slam. If you took it out, and I understand you can't, but if you took that one game out, he's got a 2-6 on the year. So I think A.J. Preller is just betting on history and seeing a guy to get swings and misses. Taylor Rogers doesn't get as many swings and misses as typical closers, but someone like Hayter, who's got... You know, more strikeouts per nine, maybe, than any pitcher in baseball history at 15.4. I think A.J. Preller and the Padres like that. And they see themselves as a contender, and they need to hold small leads, because is not a great offensive team. And I think they see Hayter as a guy that can hold leads more effectively than Taylor Rogers.
0: John Schaefer joins us from Extra 1360 in San Diego. In your estimation, John, did the Padres protect other prospects who will be on the market in search for a bat or another
1: arm? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. I think it's an excellent question. I mean, Robert Castor by some, would be considered maybe a 7-8-9 type prospect in the organization right now. As to where Ruiz first onto the scene this year. Most publications wouldn't even have him in the top 10, although I'd argue he's certainly played like a top 10 prospect in the organization and a top 100 prospect in baseball over the course of 2022. But the Padres have some elite. High-level minor league prospects that they may want to include in a trade for Juan Soto if that comes to fruition. Players like Robert Hassel, who's an outfield prospect. Jackson Merrill, who's an infield prospect. Luis Camposano, who's a catching prospect. Uh, C.J. Abrams is in the big leagues as a middle infielder. He's had some level of success. Mackenzie Gore is a young left-handed pitcher, a former first-round pick that's been up this year. So, I mean, there's five, six guys. That the Padres may want to include in a Juan Soto trade, that they probably want to keep out of other trades, and that's why when I look at a deal like this, I don't think it protects or, excuse me, prevents the Padres from making more moves for a piece like a Juan Soto if the Nats are intent on moving him in the next 24 hours or not. John Schaefer,
0: extra 1360 in San Diego. Appreciate your insight, John. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm sure it got a little biz
1: here. Uh, it's gotten busy, but yeah, thanks
0: for having me. You bet, John Schaefer joining us from San Diego. Josh Hader traded from the Milwaukee Brewers. I just got an email, or a text I should say, from the Milwaukee Brewers saying David Stearns will be available uh, to the media about 3 o'clock this afternoon. So we'll be sure to hop on that. Uh, be listening throughout the day. Homer and Tony, Scalzo and Brust, of course down the dial at 620 WTMJ, the Brewers' flagship, for updates and the latest from the Brewers' president of baseball operations. 800-990-3776 if you'd like to join us here on ESPN at Milwaukee. 800-990-3776. You know, I'm going through the list. Since the Brewers have become competitive with David Stearns as the GM and now president of baseball operations, boy, it is hard to find a trade deadline deal that has flopped. I mean, completely flopped. Some have contributed more than others. But it's a very small list of players who just flat out couldn't find their way in Milwaukee. Daniel Norris, if you want to go back to last season. Now, he wasn't called upon to be a savior in the back end of the bullpen, but a lefty, situational kind of performer. It just didn't work out, for whatever reason, for Daniel Norris. And if you want to go back to 2018, in year which the Brewers made a variety of deals, Jonathan Scope didn't work out. But I still remember the day... September 9th, I think it was, against the Giants in a very tense game at then Miller Park. Ryan Braun was beaned by Madison Bumgarner. Benches cleared. It was a tense situation, late-game situation, and Jonathan Scope hit a grand slam. He doesn't hit that grand slam. The Brewers maybe don't win that game. They don't win that game. They don't play the Cubs for game 163 at a division title, which led to home field advantage and the Brewers becoming one game away from representing the National League in the World Series. But those two names come to mind. Jake Faria, another reliever, comes to mind. Yeah, that didn't work out. But the overwhelming majority of players acquired by David Stearns, the deals he has done, have worked out for the Brewers. If you look at all the prospects who have been sent away, names you might remember, like Mauricio Dubon. Names you might remember, like Jorge Lopez. Only Lopez has really made a dent in Major League Baseball, and he's become an all-star closer for the Orioles. But keep in mind, he was dealt to the Royals in exchange for Mike Moustakis. Hey, the Royals gave up on Lopez, too. And Mike Moustakis stayed for an extra season because, well, it was just kind of a weird market that offseason. The deals David Stearns has made have, by and large, worked out. Rowdy Telez acquired July 6th last year after Daniel Vogelbach's injury. He's on pace for 30 home runs and is an everyday starting first baseman. So I, they come in different shapes and sizes, these deals. It's not often the Brewers are dealing players who have helped contribute to the team being a first-place team, but that is the case today. Josh Hader being sent to the San Diego Padres. 800 990 76, we continue to take your reaction. Immediate thoughts. The Josh Hader era is over in Green Bay, and you're feeling what? More of your thoughts after this on ESPN Milwaukee. ESPN.